0: to Stories Equals Awesomeness. I'm your host, Lakshmi. Today's special episode is to encourage you to vote and to find ways to help your community. The first book I will read is Grace for President. It will help you understand the strange electoral college that we use in the United States to choose a president. The second book I will read is *Sophia Valdez, Future Pres. Both books are also about empowering girls. Grace for President by Kelly DiPuccio and Lewin Fan Grace for President One Monday morning in September, Miss Barrington rolled out a big poster with all of the president's pictures on it. Grace Campbell could not believe her eyes. Where are the girls? That is a very good question, said Miss Barrington. The truth is, our country has never had a woman president. No girl president? Ever? Grace asked. No, I'm afraid not, said Miss Barrington. Grace sat at her desk and stewed. No girls? Who'd ever heard of such a crazy thing? Finally, she raised her hand. Yes, Grace? I've been thinking it over, and I'd like to be president. Several students in the class laughed. Well, I think that's a star-spangled idea, Grace, said Miss Barrington. In fact, we can have our own election right here at Woodrow Wilson and Elementary. The snickering in the room stopped. Grace smiled. Would anyone else like to run for president? Miss Barrington asked the class. Nobody raised their hand. Becoming president was going to be easy, Grace thought. The next day, Miss Barrington made an announcement. In the name of democracy... I have invited Mr. Waller's class to join our election. Their class had nominated Thomas Cobb to be their presidential candidate. Grace's heart sank. Thomas was the school spelling bee champion. His experiments always took a blue ribbon, blue ribbon at the science fair. And he was captain of the soccer team. Becoming president wasn't going to be so easy after all. Grace thought. The teachers put the names of all 50 states and the District of Columbia into a hat. Everyone except for Grace and Thomas got to choose a state. I'm Texas, said Anthony. I'm New Hampshire, said Rose. I'm Michigan, said Robbie. What does the number 17 mean? Each state is assigned a number of elect electoral votes. That number is determined by how many people live in that state, said Miss said Miss Barrington. Each of you will be a representative for your state. Altogether, our country has 538 vote electoral votes. Mr. Waller explained, "On election day, the candidate who receives 270 electoral votes or more wins the election. Why 270? asked Rose. That's more than half of all the electoral votes, Mr. Waller said. Becoming president really wasn't going to be so easy, Grace thought. Grace came up with a campaign slogan Make history. "'Vote Grace Campbell for president.'" Thomas came up with his own campaign slogan. slogan. "'Vote for Thomas Cobb, the best man for the job.'" Grace listened to what issues were important to the students, and she made a list of campaign promises. "'A peaceful school, no bullies, a cleaner school, no littering, better hot lunches, no more fish stick tacos.'" Thomas made up his own list of promises. Free tutoring, free soccer lessons, fish stick tacos every week. Grace made campaign posters and buttons. Thomas made posters and buttons, too. Each week, the teachers set aside time for the candidates to meet with their constituents. Grace for president, Grace the girl for the job, make history, vote Grace for president. Those are Grace's signs, and then on the other page it says, Thomas for president, Thomas is the man, Thomas can do the job, and stuff like that. And then polls were taken. Voters were making their choices. And now the people who are in front of Grace are all the girls, and the people in front of Thomas are all the boys, except one of the boys who doesn't seem so interested in it. And he's looking at Grace's polling. Grace continued to campaign. At recess, she gave speeches. During lunch, she handed out free cupcakes. After school, she held rallies. Meanwhile, Thomas wasn't worried. He had cleverly calculated that the boys had slightly more electoral votes than the girls. At recess, Thomas studied his spelling words. During lunch, he worked on his science experiment. At s- after school, he played soccer. Even before the election, Grace made good on her promises. She joined the safety squad. She organized a school beautification committee. And she volunteered her time in the school cafeteria. In early November, Woodrow Wilson Elementary School hosted a special election day assembly. Grace and Thomas took their places on stage, and the school began to play. Henry was the first representative to approach the microphone. The Yellowhammer state of Alabama casts its nine electoral votes to for Thomas Cobb. Fletcher said, The last frontier state of Alaska casts its three electoral votes for the best man for the job, Thomas Cobb. Hannah called out, The Grand Canyon state of Arizona casts its ten electoral votes for Grace Campbell. And so it went state after state after state cast their electoral votes. The scoreboard in the gymnasium kept tra- kept track of the totals. Oh, the voting demonstration was quickly coming to an end. Clara approached the podium. The Badger State of Wisconsin casts its 10 votes for my best friend, Grace Campbell. Grace looked at the scoreboard. Thomas had 268 electoral votes. She only had 267. There was only one state still unaccounted for. Wyoming. Bong, bong, (sighs) bong. Thomas grinned. Grace felt sick. Sam walked up to the microphone. He looked at Thomas. He looked at Grace. He looked down at Grace's hand-made flag. Sam didn't say a word. What are you waiting for? Thomas whispered. The band stopped playing. All eyes were on Wyoming. Finally, Sam cleared his throat. The Equality State of Wyoming casts its three electoral votes for... Grace Campbell! The, gymna- the gymnasium erupted in loud cheers and a few boos, but that's okay. Miss Barrington approached the podium. With its 270 electoral votes, the winner is Grace Campbell. Thomas looked stunned. Grace was delighted. Why did you do it? she asked. Sam handed Grace his flag. Because, he said, I thought you were the best person for the job. The following week, the students in Miss Barrington's class were preparing for their career, days pre- their career day presentations. Grace volunteered to go first. She stood at the front of the room and glanced at the posters still hanging on the wall. My name is Grace Campbell, and when I grow up, I'm going to be president of the United States. This time, everybody believed that she would. And then the last page is a picture of her, um, like a bunch of years later, as a grown-up being sworn in to become president. I've had Grace for president since I was born and my middle name is Grace. Now, I will read Sophia Valdez Future Press by Andrea Beattie and illustrated by da- David Roberts. Sophia Valdez Future Press. Sophia was a baby who got things done helping her family before she turned one. She and her abuelo went out every week to help elderly friends around Blue River Creek who couldn't get out and about on their own and with no place to gather were stuck home alone. Kind of like what's happening right now. Raking the leaves, taking pets for a walk, or just dropping by for a treat and a talk. Sofia Valdez did as much as she could for her family and friends and her whole neighborhood. A dreamer, a doer, a real-life go-getter. Most people liked good, but Sofia liked better. Each morning, Abuela walked Sofia to class. They walked home again along Blue River Pass making plans, munching cookies, a abuelo and girl, except for that Tuesday when Pup saw the squirrel. With a howl, Pup took off, racing all through the town. Over, under, beneath and around, Sophia scrambled to try to keep up with the hollering man and the bellowing Pup. Up the squirrel ran to the top of the hill, made of leftover junk. For the local landfill. They reached the tip-top of that mountain of trash, which jiggled and broke with an ear-splitting crash. Down they all tumbled and hit with a thud on a moldy old pumpkin surrounded by mud. Ew. Ouch, cried Abuelo. He struggled to stand. A dangerous mess, he said, grasping her hand. The next day, Sophia walked to school solo, but it wasn't the same without her abuela. This is not right, declared young Sophia, who glared at Mount Trashmore and, and got an idea. There's a mountain named Mount Rushmore, so Mount Trashmore the very next morning at half-past dawn, she placed she planted a sign at the front of the lawn. She stood back and smiled pup gave a, and pup gave a mark a bark. Get rid of Mount Trashmore. Let's build a new park. Each of her neighbors had something to say about benches and fountains and places to play, meeting spots, gardens, a, pa- a basket for bees, a rubber duck pond, and a ki- kiosk for tree- cheese. Cheese. I love cheese. She drew every thought on her map of the park, which was perfectly perfect by quarter till dark. She drifted to sleep in her soft cozy bed, then bam, she woke up with a thought smacked her head. When a thought smacked her head. Her heart skipped a beat and she as she realized each one of her neighbors had said, let me know when it's done. thought Sophia could build it alone, but how could one girl do so much on her own? The weight of that thought made her tender heart ache as the night thunder as night thunder growled and she lay wide awake. Then dawn brought a storm and the gloomy sky wept, and the heart-sick Sophia finally slept. Abuelo baked baked cookies when Sophie got up. He gave her a bag full and sneaked one to pup. He blinked back a tear as he hugged his Sophia. For courage, he whispered. Te amo mi vida. Sophia's knees wobbled. She felt weak inside. She looked at his ankle and quite nearly cried. Though she didn't feel brave or courageous at all, Sophia Valdez went to face City Hall. The next place is like her standing in front of this awful look awful looking and rather ugly building and she's like pretty t- she's like a speck sort of compared to it like a really huge building and the library next to it not even the library looks that friendly <sighs> the mayor's office sent her to room 401 the blue river creek department of fun which sent her downstairs to Room 302, the Office of Duck Ponds and Cool Things to Do, to the Office of Monkeys, the Department of Cheese, the Division of Fountains and Meetings and Bees, Then down to the basement so musty and cramped where all the town's papers were sorted and stamped. And that's where the clerk said what no one else did. You can't build a new park. You're only a kid. The words smacked Sophia deep down in her part. Her plan was kiboshed before it could start. I think, said Sophia, I think that law's wrong. But her second grade voice didn't sound very strong. The clerk said, clearly it cannot be done. Do you have any questions? Sophia said, one. If you were me, and, I, and if I was you, and he was your grandpa, what would you do? Ah, well, said the clerk. Then she said nothing at all. She thought, and she thought, and then she sent out a call to every employee throughout City Hall. The entire government of Blue River Creek crammed into the office to hear Sophia, Sophie speak. But her words jumbled up and her cheeks turned bright red as a dozen emotions rushed into her head. Her heart beat so loudly she thought it would crack. The crowd leaned in closer. Sophia leaned back. Then her arm brushed the edge of the old cookie sack. And that was the moment when Sophia first knew being brave means doing the thing you must do. Though your heart cracks with fear, though you're just in grade two. She took a deep breath, looked looked the mayor in the eye. And though her knees wobbled, she held her head high. Sophia started talking. She spelled out her plan and why it all mattered and how it began. And once she got rolling, she had lots to say about meeting spots, monkeys, and places to play. And other ideas for things they could do to help the town elders and the other folks too. She had thoughts on the library, thoughts on the zoo and perhaps a way to combine the two and and then on the background it's all her uh, her ideas like i love cheese a kaisok for cheese i love cheese maybe a fountain of cheese baskets for bees rubber duck pond a library for monkeys luna llama zoo library it's all her notes monkeys love books and that's all her that's her all her notes All right, cried the mayor. Go start a petition. If the town wants a new park, we'll form a commission. And so young Sophia got right to work with some help from her family and pup. And the clerk. Let's build a park. A park for everyone. Sign our petition, please. And then the dog has a sign strapped to to him that says Bark for Parks. Then the others joined in, not all, but a few. Then Miss Lila Greer and the kids in grade two. And then all there are a bunch of signs, um, and even some of the people you recognize from other books, like uh, like Rosie Revere, engineer, Iggy Peck, architect, and Ada Twist, scientist. And Ada Twist, scientist's brother is also there. Then. There were hearings and surveys in Texas to figure, then bulldozers cranes and a blue big and a blue bigger digger. They they all built that park. That's how it got done. They but with the work with the hard work of, by and for everyone. But it began with the dream of one person, just one to help Blue River Creek get a new place to put pl- who laced just one? Who laced up her shoes and then led the way to help Blue River Creek to get a new place to play. Now every evening, till long after dark, the town comes together at at the Citizens Park, and they all hold this truth to be. They all hold this truth to be self evident that Sofia Valdez could grow up to be president. Until then, Sofia, the real life go getter. Helps Blue River Creek get better and better. And P.S., the reason I sung the They Hold This Truth To Be Self-Evident part was because it's um, a line from my favorite musical, Hamilton. It's called, the full name is Hamilton the Revolution. I highly suggest you check it out. It's pretty awesome. They're pretty famous, too. If you wanted to learn a little more about the series that Sofia Valdez Future Prez is in, it is actually the fourth and newest book, I think, it might be a new one, but the first book was Iggy Peck Architect, the second book was Rosie Revere Engineer, and the third book was Ada Twist scientist, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be others that come out about all the other classmates, because all those kids are in the same class, so I'm pretty sure each book is for a different classmate, and you get to learn about, like, their hobbies or their talent, and how, and, yeah, and how they, and how they, like, and how they make their voice a little louder and do what they love doing. And I really recommend the series. And yes. Now go vote! Tomorrow is the last day you get to go vote. Tuesday, election day. Unless you don't live in America. Then vote when it's your election day or cheer on your queen or king or whoever leads where you live. Or cheer on yourself if you're the leader.